Hello, and welcome to Remove Film from Trey, a movie podcast where our motto is, you don't have to listen if you don't want to. Hello, Count. Hello, Slushy. Hello. Hello. Uh, Today we're talking about Puppet Master 4 and 5, the final chapter (laughs) of the original... What is that? Quadrilogy? Quint- quintology. Yeah, big quotes on final. Yeah. Uh, but first, what else did we see this week? <laughs> well, all three of us watched Robot Wars, another full moon movie. The spiritual sequel to Robot Jocks? Question mark? Yeah, I don't know. It. I think it literally... Like the tagline of the movie is like the sequel to Robot Jocks, but it has nothing to do with it other than stop motion robot. Do yeah, either of the robots even appear in Robot Jocks? Like, did they reuse models for that? The Scorpion. Yeah, were sets reused? I don't know if sets were reused. The Scorpion. I, the Scorpion definitely wasn't. They may have like repainted the bipedal robot or something. Um, It was confusing because they talk about how the Scorpion is the last mega robot from the robot, from the mega robot wars or whatever. Yeah. Which I haven't seen robot jocks, but I assume that would have been the way to tie it it into robot (laughs) jocks if they were going to in real, in the movie itself. Right. Uh, There's like, there's this and there's crash and burn, which are both like semi sequels to robot jocks and I don't think either of them have any literal like story connection. It's just there are at some point stop motion robots in the film. Um this was barely a movie, I think. Yeah, it was not good. Shout outs to MDB for playing this stinker. Uh there were some cool things and some interesting things and some funny things. Uh, when? Well, okay, so just to preface to preface this particular thing that I thought was cool, funny, and interesting, they used the Scorpion robot as like a tour bus, kind of, and transportation to the city of 1993 that was frozen in time from the like poison gas epidemic or whatever. Right, it was basically an excuse to film just in the streets of L.A. or whatever. Right. Yeah, that's not cool, right. that's lazy. Well, no, no, that's not the part that I thought was cool. The part okay. that I thought was cool is that everybody is wearing the smallest little bicycle helmets in the world. Yeah, they're like bicycle yarmulkes. <laughs> just like, so they just cover like the funny. very top of the head. Uh, like, they wouldn't protect you at all. No. In in any circumstance whatsoever, even if something hit you directly on the head, there's no way an ally would protect you. Or like directly on top of your head. But uh I like I've come around to robot jocks. I've seen it probably like three times, and every time I see it I like it more. And I think it's fine. Robot jocks <laughs> Robot Jocks sounds like it would be really cool, because like the whole thing is that it's like a roller dome kind of deal where they don't fight mass scale wars anymore they just do like 1v1 big robot combat right and right. that settles wars yeah 
that that sounds like it's a great like it was a great premise and fucking death rolling or whatever that movie was called. <laughs> I love like death be a great premise in robot checks. What is that fucking movie? Rollerball? Is it Rollerball? And then they did they do a remake of that? Or am I just thinking of Death Race? Uh they did do a remake of Rollerball from two thousand two. Okay. Starring LL Cool J. Damn. That's gotta be a good movie. But there was uh relevant to this podcast, there was, you know, one good moment in Robot Wars. Oh yeah. Uh, when in the aforementioned 1993 city, they they walked by a deserted uh, movie theater, which has a poster for Sleepwalkers in it. They didn't bother like covering that up. But the, the marquee uh, says Puppet Master 54. Very very funny. In We're getting there. It's coming. Um, well, here's the thing that I'm just now realizing. Yeah. Puppet Master 5 came out in 1993. Yeah. Right? Was this also And the 1993 city has Puppet Master 54? When did... Well, it could still be a Robot theater Wars that's open. That's Why would that only, theater be open in the deserted you, 1993 you go there town? to check out the deserted town and you go see the newest Puppet Master movie. Yeah, I... The town may have been operating on some level because there were supposed to be like security guards that there never were any, but like people right. go there. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Well, like the security guards make sense if this is supposed to be like a preserved museum, like living yeah. museum kind of situation. Well, maybe they just have a, now, was it a dystopian movie. <laughs> I couldn't tell. Uh, Say that again. Was it like a dystopian type movie or was it just the future? Well, the country was messed up. Like, it was all desert, I think. And Yeah. What I'm getting at is it's funny that, like, the world goes to shit and they keep making Puppet Master movies. (laughs) It's like, it don't matter what's happening. They're evergreen. That's true. The mail, it'll always arrive. Is it Back to the Future 2 that has... I guess that Back to the Future 2 has like Jaws 12 and then there's some other movie that has, you know, Rambo 20 or something like that's just a yeah. funny, funny little thing to do in your future movie. But yeah, but they stopped making Jaws and Rambo movies. They haven't stopped making Puppet Master That's true. So <laughs> good on you, Charles Band, for that level of foresight and commitment he saw the joke in back to the future and was like no that that should actually happen they should make 12 jaws movies uh and then you it's guys apparently jaws 19 jaws 19 what do they get up to five tops i think so I think that's right six if you count the game right like the game is the game a different count. story <laughs> that's you guys saw I mean, city specifically of vampires the PS2 game. I didn't see City of Vampires. Only four Jaws movies. Only four. And yes, we watched City of Vampires, which is a very low-budget movie on Tubi, directed by Ron Bonk. I wouldn't even use the term low-budget. I would say, like, five friends on the weekend budget. Have either of you seen Things? I know have seen things like where does this rank against i think it's better than things in terms of things okay (laughs) things is painful to watch (laughs) 
I just mean like in terms of production value. Oh, it's on that same level. Oh, okay. There's like a vacuum going off in the background the entire movie. I guess they didn't have a good enough microphone. Um, yeah, it's it's strange. Who does that remind you of? Reminds me of myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little joke. First feedback we got on the first episode. Count needs a better mic. I'm talking to you from another dimension. Well, Count, you're a vampire. And the vampires in this movie sounded like they had fucked up mics. So, I mean... They do. That's just a vampire. Uh, There is a leader of the vampires called Legion, and he has some very room delivery if Mortis doesn't mind playing the clips that Slushy had posted. Oh, that those are from Legion? Okay, is that yeah. why they sound weird? So, to, yeah. Okay, I guess I'll... Slushy sent me these. I didn't see the movie. I went to bed early. Uh, Slushy sent me these. I thought this was Lotax from some kind of Doomhouse <laughs> outtake or something. But here they are. Ah! I can't believe you betrayed me. So that's I guess that's what Legion sound is he a you know like demon legion like there's a bunch of them is that why he sounds weird he claims that yeah like we are many yeah like the the premise for the vampires in this movie is that the one that like the the head vampire that creates lower vampires under him it forms like kind of a hive mind situation it seems like which like I guess that also was the case for there was one other movie we watched and I'm remembering it now that had to do with vampires that was the full moon movie oh subspecies oh subspecies yeah I forgot yeah subspecies that was like a similar case there so I guess maybe it's just a, a thing in vampire lore, but it doesn't seem like in like Dracula style thralls are vampires. They just seem to be like hypnotized people. I don't know. Yeah, like Renfield is kind of not a full vampire, although he starts like eating bugs and things, so I don't know. I'm talking about the book, not the fucking new movie. By the way, I don't know what happens in the movie. <laughs> what about the old movie? I was playing Dracula Pinball last night. And the old movie, he, like the universe, don't spoil one, the old movie. Yeah. Well, Renfield's in it. He, he eats bugs. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, you mentioned that it sounded like low tax in Doomhouse. To me, I just couldn't stop thinking of Symphony of the Night because, like, in the original PlayStation version, their voice lines are kind of echoey like that, yeah. and it's similar, a, sim- a similar level of delivery. I don't know. Also, like, Legion sounds so much like Richter to me. He, it does have that feel to it. And so you're saying that this Ron Bonk guy also found this SRS company? Yeah. Um, and he's listed... I Oh, I've, I've linked it twice now. I've linked it in our Discord, Ron Bonk's uh, IMDB page, and he's listed as a producer or executive producer on a lot of movies. Yeah, they have um, 85 kaiju movies on their website. 
kaiju. I don't know if they're any good. Yeah, I mean, if you if you do look at the website, it's very clear that like they didn't make a lot of the movies that they were that they are releasing. Right, they're just releasing them. Right, but I don't know. Maybe like if you if you do look at the IMDb page, this guy's. These movies are definitely movies he was involved with and were made in America, like Inbred Redneck Alien Abduction. Yeah, There's one called Zilla Foot. Red it's big fun to have Zilla mixed together. There's one called Sex Squatch. <laughs> Let's watch that. So are these all on Tubi? Some of them are, yeah. Zilla Foot is. But this these are the all these are live fun. action films. These are not like the uh Jurassic Bark and uh, Trump versus Illuminati. No, these appear to be <laughs> live action movies. Okay. Mm-hmm. There was one big market. I watched the trailer for one of the kaiju movies, and it was like very clearly a. It was like this level of shit where it's like just a dude running a film studio in big scare quotes out of his basement it was like the Japanese equivalent of that and it looked really fucking cool and fun to watch and I need to find the website again so I can remember the name because I do want to watch it real bad but I don't think you can watch it with subtitles English subtitles unless you pay $20 for the Blu-ray off the SRS website well maybe we'll check out more Ron Bonks and his uh, SRS Cinema Company's releases in the future, especially if they're on Tubi. Stay tuned. So yeah, so I'm seeing this was in '93. So yeah, he's still making movies. <laughs> yeah, like, this is not like some kind of straight to streaming thing, but he's, he's been doing it. Looks he's like. living the dream. Maybe. 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 <laughs> So I forgot we watched subspecies, which kind of, I guess kind of tells you something about subspecies. Uh, <laughs> I had I had seen it before. Yeah. There's little guys in it. There's little guys in it. You can see on the poster, uh, you know, the Charles Band special. Little guys. I think, it's a vampire movie. I think the poster does the little guys dirty because they are a very vibrant red in the movie and they are not green. Yeah, it kind of depends on the scene. Like sometimes they look faker in some scenes <laughs> like they have an effect over them that they look really red now i think this is the one that starts off in the credits it says based on an idea by charles band right <laughs> like not even that he wrote a script or anything just yeah like... so this... i'd like to see if that continues uh this has angus scrim in it the famous tall man from uh phantasm oh, yeah. and he looks like your great aunt and yeah, it, like weird. he has this huge white puffy hair. He plays the main villain's father and dies in the first scene, uh, like many Adam Sandler movies. And um, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. And he does look fucking weird. I assume it's just meant to be. I assume it's just meant to indicate that he's a vampire from like the 1400s or some shit. Where they all wore puffy wigs and such. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I thought they were doing like a 
play on Stoker's Dracula, that adaptation, but that came out after this, so I don't know. <laughs> We're trying to do the butt hair. We can't figure out how. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that came out after this, so there's no excuse. Yeah, well, maybe, you know, maybe uh, Francis Ford Coppola saw a subspecies and was inspired. No, that could be it. But I don't just like a pretty disposable vampire movie. Like, is there anything remarkable about this? It's got a lot of boobs. There's some nice I boobs. Mean, other than the little dudes. Little dudes. Not really. The girls are kind of cute, but they're not like super cute. I don't know. <laughs> really Nobody can act. In I, I like the makeup on the evil vampire. That looks pretty good. Yeah, he he looks like Doc Mac kind of. Yeah. He's got very long fingers and he keeps like anytime he uses his hands to do things, the long fingers keep bending backwards because he's pushing them against something right. with his real fingertips. <laughs> so I read more about subspecies that night and apparently that evil vampire keeps coming back in every single movie and dies at the end of each one. Well, I was Rad about dude. to ask. They did set up a sequel. Did they make sequels to this? I guess that answers. The There's at least one. They've, yeah. they've made four, and a fifth one's oh, wow. coming soon. Jeez. Oh, exciting. Radu is one of the guys who got a full moon action figure. Like, not not a lot of full moon guys, other than the puppets, did. He, like, he'd have to be in the fighting game. Yeah, <laughs> like Radu and uh, Castle Freak and like Shrieker. Whatever that is, I think, or the uh, the, uh, the non puppet. Do you have a? It. Here's a picture of the action figure. If you want to put it up for a moment. And like, always Japanese a lot of Japanese exclusive yeah, Radu, Radu in the forest. In the forest. <laughs> <laughs> always a lot of variants on these, but he, you know, there's they always come with a different little guy. Like there's a red yeah. little guy and a blue little guy. Charles Band or Full Moon at least they made another puppet movie but it's not Puppet Master and it's like they're magician puppets they're, he's obsessed he is completely I'm trying to find the name of it on Tubi I can't find it it might be going yeah so on that note I guess uh, we were talking last time about Puppet Master maybe leaving Tubi and then <laughs> And then it, it did for it the, the extent of time that we watched the two movies. Right. It, it came back immediately. It came time to watch four and five, and four and five were gone. But like one, two, and three and curse were still there, and some of the others were still there. But like I guess now they're back. We're back know. today. Read and then I was thinking of it's called Blood Dolls from nineteen ninety nine, directed by Charles Band. Blood Dolls. And there's also dolls. Yes. From Empire Pictures. All is decent. Is it? The trailer yeah, looks kind of good. Um, what? So what is what is your? Where do you put four? I'm trying. In I'm the trying ranking? to delay talking about Puppet Master four. <laughs> That's what I was doing. Where do you put four in the ranking? Uh, Who's this question for? Both of you counts or uh, slushy. You start because counts okay. having some problem with four. I guess. <laughs> Because Count will be very mad at me after I say this. Uh, three is still my favorite. Uh, and then I think two and four are tied. Okay. You know, I I don't know. It, like, 
Count, I'm sure, is going to say this a million times, and they said it. He said it while we were watching the movie, but they forgot to make four a horror movie. Uh, he said that about three as well, and yeah. like I totally agree. It's true, but I think it's more of a horror movie than three. Yeah, for sure, by a little. But also, it it's like three. it's so for me, and we'll get into it a little bit more, but. It was another movie where they wanted you to cheer for the puppets. Um, Yeah. And motherfucker, I was cheering for the puppets. (laughs) (laughs) They barely do anything in this movie. Like, the main cast of the puppets barely do anything. Yeah. Like, I don't think Six Shooter fires his guns once across both of these movies. Mm. I think he does does in five. He does in five. Yeah. Okay. He like he doesn't do anything in four other. He does a lasso, I think. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> no, and he I, laughs. Yeah, who did I say he sounds like? Well, Charles uh, Manson. He dad. sounds like. No, he sounds like Stanley Spadowski in this. Oh, <laughs> right, UHF. Yeah, yeah, because like UHF, a recent first watch for me. Oh yeah, uh, me and Slushy watch UHF. Thanks to Mortis. Um, but. He doesn't do anything in this entire movie, but he laughs like a motherfucker. He sounds exactly like Stanley Spadowski, and it's great. You know what I just noticed? I hope Torch this, is I hope on this. the poster. Torch is not in four. Torch oh, is in right. five. Torch is in five, not four. <laughs> but they were. I looked it up. They were meant to be one movie released in theaters, and then they split them up. So well, that would explain why the first there's half like of new five footage, is just right? Morgan. There could be other footage. I don't think there. it's the first half. I think it's like it's not the first half, but it's like the first 10, 10 minutes. 15 minutes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would have been a three-hour-long movie, is what I'm saying. So, like, they had to go back and film more footage or something, right? I don't know. That would have been uh, how long? Seeing, long seeing this in the theater would have been kind of like whiplash. I feel like had it been. <laughs> I mean, the first one. Four is an hour and 19 minutes, and five is an hour and 21 minutes, and five of that's like recap. So it would have been like. Yeah, it could have done it, yeah. Yeah, it could have been doable. It would have been like an epic. Yeah. <laughs> did uh, either of these movies come to theater? None of them did. This was going to be the first like finale in theaters. Oh, I see. And that's why it was supposed to be. I, I understand. Okay. Which has that ever happened before? Like a direct to video series end up in theaters later on? I don't think so. I can't think of any example. I'm sure it's at some point might have happened. Well, if uh, if you look into the world of uh, OVAs, which is original video animation, uh, (laughs) technically, no, I don't know. Um, Well, okay, here's my ranking for the films. Yeah, go ahead. From, From worst to best, five, one, Three, four, still two, at best. Damn, I yeah, like four. I like four a lot. <laughs> really? Yeah. Four was a lot of fun. I liked it better than five, but I don't know. I I forgot to mention. I already said it to uh, both of you, but six shooter. Charles Band's father. We already know that he directed Robot Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Very strange. No little guys in Robot Wars. Well, no. the, the humans are like little guys, <laughs> technically, if you look at the so. overall so scale. The perspective of the... Um, I'm trying to think of my ranking. Five is the last. Then probably three, four, one, two. All right. I can't right, believe well. you have three so low. I just It's I not a horror movie. It's not a horror movie. I guess. And the Nazi fatigue, although is interesting now, I know what the series becomes and I just I, I don't know. I hate the idea of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's six more Nazi movies, I'm pretty sure. Like they just fucking <laughs> really get into it. I mean it's it's fun and cool to kill Nazis. Yeah. I guess. It's just, you know. It was it was it more ain't. novel in 92. Right, maybe. but like, that's what we wanted to debate, too. Why make the first two movies set contemporary times and then do it, you know? They should have just done it from the start. Well, technically they did start with Nazis in the very first movie right at the very beginning. A period piece is more expensive. That's true. Inherently. Oh, yeah, cause they are really accurate, these ones. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're right, though. I know. You you gotta pay for costumes, but in a modern movie, you can just have your actors come in in their daily dress. As long as they're not fucking weirdos, then you don't need to pay for clothes for them. Well, there's a lot of interesting stuff about that. Uh... And the trivia. Have you looked at the trivia on IMDb for these movies? For Pop Master Form 5? Trying to find the one thing about catering being so bad. <laughs> Diane McBain worked on the film for one day. She was appalled by craft services and lunch that Full Moon had provided for the <laughs> cast and crew and claimed to have projectile diarrhea as a result. <laughs> Which one is Diane McBain? So she was in Puppet Master 5. She was like the woman lawyer for, what's the guy's name? For Rick. Rick. Yeah. So she was like the, the woman in the in the police station trying to get him out of the situation. Okay. Well, I, I guess she didn't need to come back anyway, unless no. they removed some of her scenes on account of the diarrhea. But also, a day of filming was lost due to the crew walking out as their paychecks have collectively bounced. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I do have one piece of trivia that I have known from the past that I will just get to when it becomes relevant, but I don't generally look at that stuff. That's I do fun. like Decapitron, I will say that. He's fucking cool, and all the stuff. <laughs> the silliness that comes along with that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Do you want me to relink those images? Which or images? Later? Oh, the, I don't know. If you want. So th this yeah. movie opens up in a very cool hell Geiger skull dimension with <laughs> um, uh, Sutek, the uh, the evil god of Egypt or something. And he's got little blood cultists from, you know, the FPS game Blood. And Sutek, sound, he looks pretty cool. The set, yeah. the set is very cool. I think he sounds lame. He's just like, oh, it's, it's me, Sutek. I'm here 
Dr. Dweevil. Like, he doesn't have a very cool voice. Um, yeah, I agree. They should give him Legion's voice. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's, like, he's plotting to get his power back from uh, Toulon. And we, you know, we realize that the Egyptian puppet secret is Sutex immortality secret. I guess I didn't realize Sutek was meant to be, or like is another name for Set. Because there's definitely no Egyptian iconography like on the Sutex set at all. Well, there's a little. There's that pyramid. Well, that's not on. That's not in the hell dimension. It is though. Is it? That they have the little pool that's like the seeing pool, and then above that on the ceiling, there's like an inverted pyramid. Right, I remember. So there's (laughs) there's a very tiny bit of Egyptian iconography there, Um, but they yeah they have the seeing pool, and they're they're looking at scientists in the seeing pool and they send them a package. Uh, it's like Sutex minion guide looks like a Nazi. <laughs> I don't know if that's <laughs> it, it, like, he looks exactly like the guys who go after Toulon in the first one. I don't know if that's yeah, supposed I, to be some kind of connection or that's just like Charles bands. This, this is what an evil guy going on a mission looks like. <laughs> When the comics they get killed and they turn to like dust. Yeah. I don't know. Count Count and I read the Puppet Master comics last night. Pretty good. I think. Yeah. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go back and or go and read those. On that the the Action Lab comics, not the Eternity one. Um Did you pick up why they called Sutek Anapa? In the no, <laughs> no clue. I was wondering the whole time. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like look into that, but for some reason, the character who is Sutek in the movies is called Anapa in the comics. I don't. Is Anapa a real thing? It might be. A N A P A. Well, I'm just wondering well, like, a... if it isn't. They just wanted to like have their own real name. That's a town in Russia. No, is that all? That I'm seeing. Weird. <laughs> Uh, I guess Sutek's not a real fucking god either, so I don't know. Set well, is. Sutek is, is an heard, actual... I've heard it somewhere other than Puppet Master. Like, it's a... It's something I've heard. Wikipedia says Set, Egyptological Sutek. Okay. What that well, maybe they that. wanted a name that they could copyright or something. With comics. Maybe. That would make sense. This is our original evil deity. I like the blood cultists. I think they're very cool. They look great. They don't talk, though, right? Uh, they, no, they just kind of scream when they get zapped. <laughs> I wish they yeah. talked. They have, like, cool glowing orb eyes. They are little dudes. They're sort of, like, three-quarter size dudes. They're, <laughs> they're not, like, super little. They're little compared to... Uh, to Anapa. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to like have a sense of scale on these scenes, but 
Uh, Sutek is like, I, I guess he's a pretty big, you know, puppet. Not like in the puppet master sense, but in the movie sense. Right. Um, I was really hoping that by the end, Sutek would appear in the real world and as just himself and that he would be puppet sized. I was also hoping for that. And I Me thought too. that, I thought that was going to happen. Cause you know, on the cover he's, you know, there with the puppets and puppet size. But, um, the next thing I have in my notes is that, uh, puppet master four has the found artifact sting from the game, <laughs> which was, Oh yeah. Kind of caught me off guard. The like, Every time something scary happens, uh, it's like, oh, Slushy, Slushy found the artifact. Yeah, it was just triggering me to like, hurry up, we gotta, we gotta stop the human. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know that's where they got it. It's, it's that's not from any other movie. <laughs> it's also not in five. I said it before. I'll say it again. The people making that film are massive fans of these movies and it is very clear yes people make it a game i think i said oh i want to say something about four and five before we get too deep into it no nudity Mm. did the the girl in five not go above the water i don't think she did okay yeah he might be right i guess yeah one well they intended to have three had nudity they intended to have him in theaters Right, so you should have nudity, right? In theaters. Would this have even been an R, do you think? <laughs> Would this have been like PG-13? Do you On think that's what TV, they were shooting for? It says R. Huh. Next to both movies. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe they're, I don't know. I don't remember if people cussed. The, the violence wasn't super bad. Uh, I don't know. Could be the the majority of the really bad violence was done to puppets. Puppets, right? So, <laughs> right. That probably wouldn't have get, given them an R. Yeah. So Sutek is he's sending little boxes via Nazi uh, U, UPS to two scientists. There's a there's a babe. In a seal, a sealed airtight room that looks like a classroom. It just has like a frosted glass door with a normal handle, and there's like frosted black glass blocks in the wall. Like some guy, the guy comes in to deliver the the box with the puppet in it, and it goes when he opens the door. It just looks like a community college classroom or something. And That's probably what it was. Yeah, and the other guy is just like in a closet. And he has a, a nuclear-powered top-secret furnace incinerator. <laughs> it's a, it says on it "top-secret nuclear-powered incinerator." I have that in my notes. Very cool. Oh yeah, um, that thing was great. I think he has. The, uh, you're talking about the other scientist has like the Metropolis doll on his desk. Oh, does he? I didn't see that. That's funny. Yeah. Cause, I assume well, Slushy has not seen Metropolis. <laughs> well, here's Is Metropolis, the Tezuka, what's his name? Osama Tezuka. 
movie. It is, but uh, I think it was Fritz Lang. Yeah, Fritz Fritz Lang, like old. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. There, there's an anime version oh, of it. Okay. <laughs> I have the anime version on Blu-ray. I've like kind of seen it. I don't know how. I, I don't know how much it's attention. like a remake and how much it's just kind of inspired. But yeah. Well, apparently the Tezuka one is like a Pinocchio story. I don't know about the original Metropolis. I'm gonna take a look on Google and see if I'm out of my mind and if, uh, it is that robot. It looked like it to me. So I didn't notice that, but on that note, I did notice uh, in five, jumping ahead, the the cop, like one of the cops, had a like conspicuous nameplate that was Sergeant Tyrell, which I wondered if that was like a Blade Runner thing. Like on the, on the, you know, cause Tyrell's the guy who creates the fucking, uh, reploids, replicants. Yeah. So like is like the, the Metropolis reference and the Tyrell thing is like, Oh, just like the puppets. Right. Get it. That's, that would be, I, that's what, that's what I'm thinking with the Metropolis for sure. Yeah. Would make sense for Blade Runner as well. Uh, so the the scientists they get killed by the the totems we are introduced to. They're pretty I cool looking say, little guys. Yeah, the uh, the male scientist puts the totem like before it becomes alive and starts attacking him. He just puts it into the nuclear power incinerator. Yeah, and then he hears a noise from it. Yeah, and then completely ignores the huge sign that says "Do not open when operating," and opens it. And then he gets attacked by the the now charred totem. So he was dead anyway from radiation, even if the totem <laughs> right. hadn't cut his face off and burned him. Um, but these guys are just kind of like little claw guys. They don't have... I, I don't think they have any powers to speak of. They're, they're, just, really. they're just little scrappers, and they suck your soul if they kill you. Uh, which the effect was for that... That's another thing. <laughs> between four and five, the, yeah, the effect the was different. Movies, yeah. So like, it was way I cooler. Guess, I guess five. they took the footage and then sat on it, and then they're like, "Okay, well, we'll do this special effect now." Um, well, they came out a year after each other, even though they were meant to be the same movie. Yeah. So maybe they had more time, or they saw that uh, four did well with sales, so they put an extra money for five. And like both of these scientists, like they're working on like Project Omega or something. Like <laughs> the woman is like at Biotech Corp or so, you know something like that. Something generic. And then the guy is in some other place, and they're both is collaborating on something called Project Omega about like AI <laughs> or something. It's not super clear. Work on an AI, and you have the two scientist nerds in their labs, and then you have Cool Rick, who was working for them. Yeah. He's like a wonderkin, and he's just like... He's working at uh, the hotel. He's at Bodega Bay, of course. Yeah, Rick Rick is working remotely on account of COVID, and <laughs> he's, yeah, he's at Bodega Bay, and the, the Bodega Bay... Matte painting in both of these movies looks really weird. <laughs> it's I don't know how to describe I like it. it. It it's like purple 
for some reason. It's like they cut it out of the original Puppet Master 1, like, negative, and then, like, pasted it into this other scene. It just looks odd. Like, it looks cool, but I don't think it's... I don't think they necessarily wanted it to look that way. Just trying to make it look spooky, I thought. Maybe. Did... Did Puppet Master 4 have a subtitle on the versions that we watched? The Demon. Huh? Okay. Was that it? Puppet Master well, 4 that's, The Demon? Well, that's what it is on, on Tubi. Oh, weird. I mean, yeah. The... I noticed this as I was, like, clicking through, you know, three, when good puppets go bad. We probably talked about this on three, and then when bad puppets turn good. The the unofficial subtitles of the films, I guess. Yeah. But we meet Rick. He's at the Bodega Bay. He's cool. He's listening to hard rock. Uh, he's He's setting up a laser tag fight with robots. He's like, all right, robots, you guys are gonna, you're gonna come out fighting, and let's get ready to rumble. And then it's like, okay, the robots are gonna fight, but then he's in the fight. Yeah. What a what a badass! And he's got this weird laser glove that has like molded on fingers outside of it. That's <laughs> like has to be used from some other Charles Band movie, right? I don't know what it would be, oh, it's, prom, be prop. it's yeah it's gotta be something he's like oh, oh some entrancers or some shit i, I would i would guess trancers. maybe like eliminators or something but i don't know yeah i don't think it's from trancers it could be um oh yeah and he's got uh, blade with him count's got the metropolis comparison shot there and yeah blade blade is hanging out with him and it's not really clear like what's going on (laughs) but uh we find out that like blade is the only puppet who has remained awake since the events of question mark this is this i think two is it i don't like i i feel like this one kind of like skips from the flashback of one just straight to this (laughs) like like it doesn't i don't know if this one really acknowledges that one and two happened could be though i don't know well i don't know that it acknowledges it necessarily but yeah i guess you're right no matter what blades juice has been lasting longer than any other puppet for some reason yeah blades Blaze got the juice. He's still juiced up. He's still he's following Rick around. Rick doesn't Rick doesn't see him move. Yeah, at this point I don't think Rick knows that he's alive at all, so yeah. Blade's probably conserving juice by just being asleep a lot. Yeah. Just guarding the bodega bay. And Rick doesn't notice that this giant puppet is moving around all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh but like Rick He's focused on his work. It's, yeah, it's hard he's, to... he's a little. Well, I'd like he's to a say wonderkind. Rick is, you know, the other scientists and the company's working for. They're trying to do AI, and he's just trying to make. He's doing AI, but like to make a silly game. Yeah, I'm not. Sh- it's not funny. really clear. He's he's trying to train the robots. Something, you know. They never. I don't think they ever say like, "Oh, this is for X applications for the military or." 
It's very vague. It's very vague. Uh, but Rick gets the totems. Or don't. Or does his girlfriend show up? I guess his girlfriend shows up with, with his girlfriend and the two others show yeah. up. Um, yeah, we think Rick is going to get the totems, and he like he goes down to get the, the really weird doorbell that sounds horrible. <laughs> it really does. But like uh, his Rick's girlfriend and young alpha male Egon and his hot psychic <laughs> girlfriend yeah. show up. Uh, just I was really excited when Alpha Male Egon was like, "She's yeah, she's psychic. She can connect to." Oh, I called it. Remember? You did. I was like, "Oh, she's psychic." Yeah, and then like thirty seconds later, he says it. Here's our. Psychic. I was really excited because I was like, "Oh, damn, she's gonna get in the lesbian bathtub and she's gonna start having orgasms." She's going to lay in the bed and start having orgasms. She's going to get in the elevator and she's, start having orgasms. She's not it that type of, of psychic. I guess not. It did happen in that one scene, right? Did it? She was like, having that weird psychic thing. I don't remember. <laughs> this is your second favorite one. I know, but I <laughs> I was a little high, all right? Not super, okay. but... Um, Raz, okay. The Game of Galleon says it did happen. You didn't see the movie. You don't even watch movies. So, <laughs> a little, little uh, Twitch chat breaking kayfabe there. Um, we do. We see the Bodega Bay, the downstairs. It does seem to be the same place from the first movie, which I was kind of impressed by. Yes. It's like the same lobby, which is maybe a weird thing to be impressed by. Is, it's like a very basic thing, but I guess that's full moon. Do you yeah, suppose they're using it? Yeah. Do you suppose the band family just owns a a fake hotel, or like a, a, <laughs> could a no longer in use hotel? It could, could be. be a friend of the family or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to know more about the bands. No. Yeah. <laughs> the father escaped Nazi Germany, and then the son went on to make forty movies about puppets killing Nazis in Nazi Germany. Do they have a book? Did Did Charles? Does he have an autobiography or anything? I don't know. Um, we do get some Blade first person again. That is in my notes. Is that yeah, is that when like he's following five Rick seconds? Around? Yeah. There's there's yeah. very little, but. You know, back to the very beginning of the first movie, Blade first person view. Pretty fun. Uh, it was cool. Since you mentioned it, I've been scrubbing through oh, yeah. Puppet Master Four to find so here's, the image of this. If you're if you're watching the video version, here is the <laughs> the the matte painting, the establishing shot of the Bodega Bay. Just I will weird. say, if you're it's you're like, a fan of the. Sh- of the stream that we're you're listening to this podcast on, if you're not on YouTube later or other podcast services, if I ever get around to uploading it, uh, Morris did make the comparison to the image of the Hyatt or whichever it was okay. from the end <laughs> right. of his Spelunky runs. The Sheridan. 
Sheridan. The Sheridan. I think you should replace the Sheridan with the Bodega Bay. And then, mm-hmm. if that's not too difficult, I'm sure it's a pain in the ass. Be a little pain in the ass. Uh, the next thing I have in my notes is that Egon is so Egon Alpha Male Egon. I don't remember what his name is. I don't remember any of these characters' names. I, I named when I when I took the screen cap of Rick. I named it Greg.png because I didn't <laughs> remember his name. Cameron, did you say? Cameron, yeah, Cameron is Alpha Male Egon. Okay. Uh, Greg is Rick. Uh, Cameron. Cameron's thing, besides being an asshole, is making pop culture references. Because I have here in my note, yes. he says, at one point he says, okay, Tom Villa, Tom Villa. Uh, and then he says something about, like, what do you think's going to be in there? L. Ron Hubbard? And then it's uh, he says Uncle Fester. I don't remember why. Oh, does he call Pinhead Uncle Fester? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I believe so. Right. So those... He's just like Jim Cornette in uh, 1996. Raw. Yes. He's <laughs> maybe a little more timely than Jim Cornette, but well, I don't know. Jim Cornette's making references to things that happened like two days prior. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, but most of his stuff is from the 1950s. <laughs> that's true. I do so, like that Jim Cornette guy. He's good. He's it's fun. He's. He's a lot like Alpha Male Egon. They're both lovable assholes, except I didn't I didn't love Cameron. So the Cameron is yeah. he also happens to be working on Project Omega, right? But for like a rival company? <laughs> yeah, like he's he says to Rick, like Oh yeah, I'm working with these two losers and then they're working with this other loser and his code sucks and Rick's like, that's my code. Like <laughs> like how did how did he are they all at like the same university? Like how like what kind of weird co- cosmic coincidence ended up Oh, I didn't pick up on that. I, I heard them say that like they went to school together. We're okay. Or something. Yeah. But I didn't realize that they were working for the same company. Yeah, but then later Cameron's like, oh, I hate that Rick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sneak into his office, and take his code, and sell it to. Wait, wait, you gotta, you gotta set that up right. It's it's even funnier because he says to his girlfriend, "I hate that Rick. He thinks I'm going to steal his code. Well, I'll show him I'm going to go in and steal his code." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, so. There's this stupid rivalry between the men. Uh, like, how do, how do they find the chest? Is it the psychic girl? She, like, detects it or it, something? Like yeah, this, she's, like, wandering around the hotel, ends up in the attic, and then touches the chest and screams and, like, collapses and is passed out on the floor. Yeah. So they, they find the puppet chest. Um <laughs> remembering the close-ups yeah <laughs> they find the puppet chest and all everyone goes to investigate the scream and uh they decide the men the men decide okay we're gonna we're gonna break this thing open because there's a, a lock on it and they're hammering at this lock and twice <laughs> as they're hammering at the lock twice a desaturated close-up in slow motion of the lock happens and 
and neither time does anything happen <laughs> it's just like it's just there it's just this close-up in slow-mo and like like they don't break it it's not when they break it's just a very odd choice um and they i'm also I'm, I'm i'm i've got the movie running right now yeah. uh kind of in sync with what you're what we're talking about yeah it shows the the like the zoomed out shot of Rick hitting the lock with a hammer, actively hitting the lock. You can see the lock start to actually fall off. <laughs> then it goes to the close up where he's now hitting like not the hinge, but a little bit off from the hinge, in between the hinge and the lock on the metal part that wouldn't really do anything to open this. Yeah. And the lock is fully intact again. And then it zooms back out, and he's just kind of tapping gently yeah, maybe, at the chest around the, where the lock is. Maybe he just did too good, and they had to cut <laughs> and put the lock back. Um, but uh, I think Rick's girlfriend comes in with acid. Susie. Susie. It's, it's sort of it's Chekhov's acid. They use acid to melt the lock off, and they they reveal the mm-hmm. puppets. Well, we have to mention as well, the entire time they spend this like three to five minutes trying to break the lock off the off the chest, mm-hmm. psychic girl Lauren is like, stop! Oh, yeah, she's real. <laughs> it's evil! <laughs> stop! Yeah. She's real sad, and the, the men are just like, no, fuck it, we're going to open it. There's The fear of the unknown is a normal fear, but when we open it, she'll know. <laughs> She didn't want it to happen yet. She led them all there and was like, oh, what's this about? That's the burden of it's, being a psychic. Yeah. That we see so many times in the Puppet Master movies. Why is there so much psychic shit in these movies? <laughs> <laughs> it's never really. Even in the comic, like so there was a, a lot of psychic stuff. and they, I guess the comic it's, it does kind of go into like, one guy is sort of able to communicate with the puppets, but I don't every know. other person's a psychic. Yeah, it seems like in these movies. Oh yeah, Alpha Egon says the funniest line I've seen in any of these movies. Yeah, women can't live with them, can't shoot them. <laughs> he's he's yeah. a great guy. Um, they get the chest open, and the the guys are kind of they're digging through. Toulon's effects and they pull out like a Nazi a metal or something and Egon's like Nazis <laughs> hate those guys <laughs> and they're, they're, they're like oh maybe you know, maybe this is a bad chest maybe this is bad and then uh, Rick is looking through the 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 diary of Toulon which like Necronomicon Ex Mortis it ain't <laughs> but it would like to be maybe it's it it's do, like, it seems to be like, like a production yeah yeah it's like a production notes from the special effects guy with it like interspersed with just fake german diary pages like there's a a little illustration of pinhead and i paused and you can it says like zoom in on chest for shot of injecting <laughs> goo or something right. um but they, they find that, you know, they get the goo, they inject the puppets in the chest with the goo. 
and they all wake up and uh torch is not there as mentioned and leech woman is absent not in either of these movies she's dead she died in two and i don't i don't know if she's coming back until they reboot it for the first time well so did tunneler yeah but tunneler is a fan favorite well tunneler wasn't really destroyed he was just knocked over probably ran out of juice and then was stripped naked and experimented on but i feel like if you just injected some juice back in him he'd be fine which seems to be the case. Yeah, I guess. I Leech guess. Woman was burned to a crisp. Yeah. I feel like they didn't think about it. <laughs> they just said, "Bring back Tunneler. Forget about Leech Woman." Like, mate. Are you gonna? Are you gonna tell gross. me? Are you gonna tell me that they didn't put full forethought and planning into these movies? Yeah. From the very get go. <laughs> tell you they winged it. We're we're entering Puppet Master Phase Four. Uh, not looking forward to Puppet Master Phase Five. Looks like it's going to be woke. Uh, yeah, the puppets are going to go woke. <laughs> They're going to start killing Nazis. <laughs> oh yeah, they have the fucking the the case with the juice from the game as well. Right? Yeah, the game where the yeah. game. The game pulls one of the artifacts like straight out of this prop. <laughs> so I'm, I like I have Wikipedia, IMDb, and Tubi open when we've been doing these, and I'm looking at like the summary where we're at here, mm-hmm. and it says, out of curiosity, Rick and his friends use the fluid on the puppets. One by one, they awaken. Next to Blade, they find Pinhead, Six Shooter, Tunnler, and Jester, and then in parentheses. Torch, who joins the puppet cast in the sequel, makes no appearance here. That's true. He was just really like the weird nerds writing these Wikipedia pages. Torch maybe climbed in through climbed through one of the vents uh, or secret passages at the end of two and ran out of juice. Oh yeah, Jester's not on the cover either. Never showed up. Who knows? Jester doesn't do anything in either of these movies. Right. I'm surprised he's in it at all. Yeah. He's the leader. Yeah. They really sell Rick as the leader, though. <laughs> Maybe more than ever before, like, Rick is, like, the puppet master, right? He is probably the best puppet master of the series so far. Yeah. Um you can say that. So the next... <laughs> the next thing in my notes is... Puppet get laser gun? Nine question marks. <laughs> oh, yeah! Tunneler! With the gun? He he gives Tunneler a laser gun hand, and he gives tor- or he gives Pinhead a separate a- laser gun that's like the same model but with a handle. And I so was he- so excited for Tunneler to suddenly become like Mega yeah. Man with a drill head. We, yeah, we thought this was going to be uh, Tunneler's shonen manga upgrade like he becomes tunnel plus gun <laughs> finally got that training yeah here's the here's the thing they they fucked it up in in two mm-hmm. they didn't give torch his training montage <laughs> and they, they didn't did. keep they didn't keep the gun on tunneler after this scene they gave us a training montage here and they didn't use it but right. that, for some reason rick does his stupid AI laser tag game with 
two puppets and it like it proves that the puppets are smarter than his robots and it proves that he needs to use the puppets for the research <laughs> or something <laughs> it's well like the whole thing with the robots is that he seemed to hope that by playing laser tag with them they would just spontaneously become artificial intelligence yeah instead of him just programming basic movements into them yeah but then he plays laser tag with the puppets and he's like they think they act as according to the situation they come up with new strategies as they're playing and then like the puppets are barely moving barely shooting for the entire scene which is and the, a little bit of a bummer. The the robots look like two Tom Servos, basically. Yeah. On Roombas, <laughs> like two mobile Tom Servos. <laughs> one's blue and one's red. I'm just noticing in the scene where they revive the puppets, Pinhead, Pat's Tunneler on the back from a rear shot, and then again when they are shot. Oh, yeah, front, yeah. They're, they're best buds. They're, they're buds. Again, like, on that note, I guess, like, 4, again, has some pretty good stop motion in it. Very short scenes, but nice looking. Uh, Let me see if I can find the pinhead one. Yeah, there's that one. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Pinhead scratching his head. Does look really good. But... You know they have they have a lot of character, um, a lot of character, more character in this movie than they've had in any of the prior. They have the jester gif of him freaking out. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think. Yeah, there it is. Did you not favorite it? Well, we're going off my hard drive here. See now, okay. This isn't stop motion. This is like, no, yeah, puppetry. this is a, a puppetry. Yeah, but uh, so another thing that was in the chest is like an Egyptian Ouija board, right? Yeah, <laughs> like some weird so Egyptian Ouija board, and the psychic and Egon use the Ouija board for some reason to summon Sutek. <laughs> Like, Sutek can see through it, and well, like he can. My understanding is the premise. Yeah, my understanding is the premise to that was Cameron was like Lauren, connect to the spirit of this Toulon guy and figure out the right secret of the puppets, and then I can sell that to the to the opposing corporation. That is what's happening. Yeah, they're they're trying to use here's a. The Egyptian Ouija board, but uh, so this, you know, as as we know from Art Bell, don't use the Ouija board. It is, <laughs> it is a portal to another dimension, and something evil will come through it. And in this case, Sutek is able to connect, and he can send. He makes his totems <laughs> rise out of the board, and like. Well, they had the they had the like little crystal pyramid on top of them as well. 
Yeah. Where did that come from? Did that like rise out of the board <laughs> or like he yeah. just puts it on the board. I think it's implied it was in the chest, but they never pull it out of the chest. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't really remember. Um so the puppets are in or the totems are infiltrating through the board at the same time as the the Nazi looking minion has also delivered another totem. IRL. <laughs> yeah, I found that very strange. Why not do just one? Yeah. So they go either route. Multiple. Yeah. Multiple uh, redundancy on the totem delivery, and suddenly everybody is in big trouble. And uh, Cameron tries to escape, goes to his car. Here's a shot of Tunneler with the laser gun. Uh, or Cameron is is killed in his car by. <laughs> By one, one or two totems. Yeah, I mean, it's... It is what it is, I guess. It was <laughs> like not the, a good kill. The totems kind of just... It's it's the kind of kill where they, they stick the totem on the actor, and the actor goes, blah, blah, and freaks out while it's you know attached <laughs> to him, and someone's spraying blood. I feel like the music should have been louder in that scene, because they have like the, the rock music oh, going. Yeah, he accidentally car. hits the... <laughs> it's like really quiet yeah that happens in another movie doesn't it like i've definitely seen that uh in tron the dead it happens where someone's getting killed and they accidentally turn on the radio yeah but uh i I also wrote there should have been more confusion like maybe have the girlfriend actually start pushing and then like she doesn't actually see the puppet at first and all like Oh, yeah, yeah there, there's a heavy downpour, and the the psychic girlfriend, he's like, "Get out and push." Like, okay, <laughs> and then he gets killed. Uh, there was a good shot here, good in quotes. Uh, while he's getting killed, it cuts to his back window where he has a sticker that says "Fear," oh, which is yeah. it's just it's just a no fear sticker, but it doesn't have the no part. <laughs> so, just fear. It's, just fear. Here, I've got, I've got that shot right here. Um, good. Yeah, thank you. Fear. <laughs> it's so fucking great. It's very nineties. Uh, it's very nineties. Yeah. So the the war between puppets has begun at this point. Um, here's, <laughs> here's what I don't remember exactly the sequence of events, but my note says tunneler kill totem kills a blood cultist pinhead clean tunneler. Is this the one where they like all hold the totem down? Are they all like oh, fighting yeah. one totem? Are they like in a kitchen or something? Yeah. <laughs> They're they're fighting the totem that came out of the box specifically. Yeah. Yeah. And they pinhead and uh pinhead and blade hold him against the wall. Which is a like them leading into that is a good uh stop motion effect. And then Tunneler just runs the dude and starts tunneling right through the belly. Yeah. Good, good gory totem kill. 
<laughs> it's we all the puppets working together, which is nice to see. It is nice. They're friends. Uh, and then when the totem dies, yeah. When the totem dies, the the minion on in the Sutek Hell Realm gets zapped and melted by the upside down pyramid that's above the, the looking pool. So I guess there's three totems, right? Because two come right. through the board, and then there's yeah, and there's three, and then one in the box. <laughs> I th- I kind of thought there were more totems, but I guess I wasn't paying that close attention until. Well, there are the it. others in the beginning of the movie, but like that attack the scientists. This could have just been the same minion. Yeah, I, I think I I think that was just the same totem. Oh, it is? Like, it's like right. the, it's the same box that appears in all three places. That makes sense. So maybe the totem just takes the box somewhere else so that the Nazi minion can pick it up. They just pack them up back in the box. So the next thing I have in my notes is he shoots, he scores, set up, payoff. <laughs> does he throw the... Rick shows up and does he throw the dead totem in the trash or what was happening yes. there? Okay. Yeah. Yes. While it's like while they're cleaning off uh tunnel. Yeah. He comes in and then picks him oh, up here's, off the thank you, picks Sasha. the totem up off the Here's Tunneler being cleaned. Um So yeah. And I was saying how. Yeah. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I, well uh it's sort of established, like, in the first laser tag fight, how Rick is like, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not a jock or something. This is, I'm not an athlete. I'm right? not an athlete, yeah. And so then he, he gets to this point, he goes, he shoots, he scores, and shoots the, the, <laughs> the corpse of the totem into the trash. It's like I don't know, kind of a un, unused, unfinished sort of script right they, yeah, like they could have done more with it well i was i was saying that what they should have done because the first time we see it he's like throwing a sweaty shirt into his laundry right yeah and then the next time we see it is he throws the already dead puppet into garbage and like the he throws it and goes he shoots and then you see a close-up shot of the garbage and the puppet who is already or the totem who is already dead falls into it in slightly slower motion. Yeah. And then he cuts back to him and he says he scores. What he should have done was that there should have been like a wood chipper or something <laughs> in the hotel or at the hotel somewhere. That yeah, makes sense. And multiple times throughout the movie, Rick would have been like trying to throw shit into a garbage can or into a hamper or whatever. Just yeah. normal mundane shit, crumpled up paper, his dirty shirt, whatever. And he always misses. Yeah. And then, right. And then, in like this triumphant moment where he's battling the totem, like all the puppets are like fucked up and not able to help that much. And maybe this is like the last totem, like right at the end of the movie. And he grabs it, he notices the wood chipper, and like maybe Blade turns it on. Yeah. And then he's like, you know, right. And he's like, you know, flailing around with the puppet fighting him, like he, like what happens in every one of these movies where it's just a a non-moving fake actual thing that a real person is holding and just swinging around and then the he, he hears the wood chipper turn on and he's like 
you know, you know, slow, dramatic. He shoots, and then you just watch it arc slowly through, and you're like, oh, he's going to miss. He's going to miss, and then he's going to die because the totem's going to fuck him up. And then he actually makes it in, and it's just like a dramatic, you know, throws his arms in the air. He scores! And that would have been cool. That would have been great. What I'm saying is we need to write Puppet Master 17. <laughs> I will say it every episode until it happens. Let's Now's just, the time let's just remake Puppet Masters 1 through 5, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Rather than... I think there's As room a Disney for that. Plus series, Puppet yeah. Masters one through five. There we go. It's not like they have many writers on the payroll. As it is. Yeah, now's the time to strike. I mean, do it. Strike. <laughs> strike while the now's iron's the hot. Not yeah. yeah. Now's the time to scab. <laughs> uh. So there's a cool battle. The next thing I have is I took a lot of notes. <laughs> I don't remember a lot. The next thing I have is Frankenstein Decapitron. So they... Why does this happen? Is it the psychic thing? Like the psychic communicates with Toulon or something? Oh, no. Throughout the movie, yeah, they're looking out the window occasionally. Like Blade will look out the window and there's like a guy in the rain, a shadowy guy, and he's like, Hello, I am... I am here. Right? Yeah, like, hello, Blade. It's me, your friend. And at, at this point, he's like, it is time for Decapitron. And the puppets, <laughs> the puppets all go. His time is come. Yeah. They find the secret extra hidden puppet who they have to revive like Frankenstein. And that's Decapitron, who is a badass. <laughs> well, as I was looking through this movie again, another detail that we missed. Mm-hmm. on our first watch when he's got all the puppets laid out on the table and he's getting ready to inject them yeah there is a headless puppet just sitting there oh that, that they don't mention at all and it's that the it's this puppet really with the jacket yeah it's yeah so they so what I'm, they pulled I'm out is just the, the heads shot. i guess i guess huh But, um, I still think he looks like King Joe. He, he does look like King Joe. Uh, so the the piece of trivia that I have um, is that apparently Decapitron is from an unreleased Empire Pictures movie. Like Charles Band had this idea, and like I like I said, they had this poster, and they you know they sold somebody distribution rights on this poster and then they didn't end up making the movie because empire pictures shut down and he moved to full moon but like this was going to be like robocop that would have been awesome but with this guy who has different heads rather than uh, we should make that (laughs) he has he's like a robot and he has different heads and uh, the devastation creation, like I, if you get the like twelve inch Decapitron doll, like this poster is on the inside of that box, like the inside cover. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Just some idea that Charles Band was really in love with is yeah guy who changes heads and I'm like surprised he hasn't tried to make it. He keeps yeah, making movies. Like go does. back, make yeah. it. Just just make Decapitron. Why not? But Decapitron's thing is he has. He has like a, a sort of featureless head, 
which is able to morph from the featureless head <laughs> into into Toulon's head, the same actor from three. Uh, and this would like this was after T two, right? Uh, yeah, probably. So like the morphing tech so this is 93 t2 was 91 okay yeah. yeah so the morphing tech was probably like cheaper <laughs> by 93 <laughs> like the head morphs and it's it looks horrible it's like <laughs> the stupidest looking they, thing they tried they tried what's going on with his neck yeah there's a lot of scenes where the neck is not lined up great even though it's like a turtleneck. So he can he can turn into Toulon if he wants to talk to Rick in English words. But then he can also put on this other robot head which can shoot electricity. <laughs> so he's on the roadmap for the game, coming soon. Look I hope so. To, look forward to him. Shooting the balls of electricity is going to be great. Cloudy will get thousands of damage per round. It would be really nice to have him. Just yeah, we, we need we need I, another slow, long range puppet. <laughs> <laughs> He'd so probably be kind really of a support hope, guy as well. Yeah, I hope that there are more heads in the future if he appears ever again. Well, there is. He does have the extra head in five. There's a yes. third head in five that's like more robot looking and it has a little like oh yeah the eyes kind of poke out a little bit and he can see through walls. Right. The head that's on him for less it than one, 30 seconds. Yeah, one scene. Second movie. Yeah. yeah. So but, as Decapitron's getting ready for his big fight, Blade takes down the final demon and loses. <laughs> and dies horribly. <laughs> There's there's like a slap fight between Blade and the last totem, yeah. And it's like it's like, it's, across the wall. it's three stooges esque. And they um, don't stand the for the rest of the movie, which is only about two minutes. Yeah. We haven't mentioned I wanna mention it real quick. We haven't mentioned uh Rick's monitor. Yeah. <laughs> which is a super match seventeen. Yeah. I did some research on it. And apparently it was just a cheap monitor for, you know, kind of any computer, IBM compatibles, mainly, I guess, from that era. It also appeared in The Fugitive um, (laughs) and maybe some other movies. Uh, Yeah, it was it was apparently very, very popular as just a very cheap monitor at the time. Interesting. But like Rick is throughout the movie, Rick is doing his computer stuff and it's like just mostly just nonsense. And like, he's at the C prompt on DOS at some point And he's like, help, help me, help me Decapitron or something. <laughs> it's, and like, he's communicating it's with, with Decapitron or something. <laughs> and like, occasionally there's a bunch of ones and zeros. And then on the right side of the screen, there's like Braille. For some reason, yeah. <laughs> just just nonsense. And turns out he's communicating with the psychic. Yeah, right. The psychic 
well, Decapitron, isn't it? Or what, who's he? Or is he talking to Decapitron well, through the psychic, through the computer? I don't. Oh know. wait, now is that the sequel where he's talking to the? Oh, yeah, because like he, yeah, yeah, he yeah. does it. It's it happens in Puppet Master Four with the Braille and the ones and zeros. Okay, and then like, that does happen. Five. But Lauren is up and around, like up and about during. Yeah. Yeah, but then she's the one doing it in five. Yes. Well, okay. I guess it's. I don't know. It's nonsense. <laughs> Decapitron needs some special shit to be animated that the other puppets don't. Like he, Pinhead yeah. goes onto the roof during a thunderstorm and ties a cable. Yeah. To a lightning rod kind of situation, Frankenstein shit. You know. Yeah. This was a pretty good scene. I don't know. Just as a Frankenstein fan. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was good. All all the puppets are working together to resurrect a Capitron. And uh He needs he needs electricity and the goo. Both. Right. <laughs> and the like the goo flows into his neck through a tube rather than into his chest, right? Yes. But, yeah, there's, like, this is weird. There's, like, a hex code on the side, and then there's, like, and then it just restarts. <laughs> this isn't how computers work. Come on. But, let's see. They lost the Amiga fan that was on the production company. Yeah. Probably <laughs> just switched over well, to DOS. Because, like, the, the one and two seems like a real computer, you know? Like, doing real computer shit. And then this is just ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. He probably got a, a job at a... I don't want to say a real movie company, but... Probably got but a job know, at Hollywood. Who knows what happened? It's just funny that they... That the series knew how computers worked and then forgot... So the well, they they didn't have computers in Nazi Germany. So <laughs> was was this on the computer that. or was this Decapitron talking? What I have in my notes is the formula will generate the projections. That was, I'm pretty sure that was Decapitron talking. Yeah, it was like it, he was saying like Rick has to use the computer to stop Sutek. <laughs> right. or something <laughs> like it wasn't super clear and then it didn't happen like they just beat them to death <laughs> so that part wasn't yeah that didn't really pan out um but yeah there's the there's the climactic battle i uh, as noted before it says it's i noticed here in the synopsis six shooter <laughs> Six Shooter uses a wire as a lariat he, during the Decapitron process. Um, so he like he doesn't even fight. <laughs> he just he just Six connects Shooter a wire. Does nothing. He does nothing, and neither does Jester. Jester. They just... don't even use them. You know, you got Rick trying to make this AI laser tag game. Doesn't yeah. use the guy with guns. Yeah, they didn't have six gun hands. <laughs> Just odd. Why is he even in it? Um, but yeah, Blade. You know, Blade fights the totem. It's all the humans are like 
So there's three kills in this movie, right? <laughs> Thinking back. The the two scientists there's... and then Cameron, and that's it, right? Like everyone else. Survived. I think that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So the the three surviving humans are just like kind of across the room in another shot, like, go puppets, go. Get them. Ah. Yeah, they're like yeah, they're like on. stepping back and forth like they're getting ready to run but don't want to run. Yeah. Like they're like they're getting ready to dodge some hits from the puppet that's from the totem that's like twenty feet away fighting blade. Yeah. At some point Cameron grabs or not Cameron. Rick grabs a bat off the floor. Right. And is still like dodging back and forth at nothing. Yeah. It's I don't know why they cut to the humans so much during this action scene where they're not doing anything. Because they're who we care about. Eh. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, Blade gets his ass beat. Totems are better at melee than the melee puppet. And Decapitron's finally fully awake and he zaps the totem with lightning and he he pulls it. The way he shoots lightning is he kind of like stretches his arms down. (laughs) It's like funny way it's just this funny like exertion yeah pose they took for it um you know the lightning effect it's okay it's not great but oh yeah and the acid right you can see the totem has been kind of melted also because they used the leftover acid from the lock on him but it didn't kill him. And that him. was the previous time they fought him. They thought they killed him, but I guess Rick didn't throw him into a garbage bag and say he shoots, he scores, so he didn't die. Yeah. Yeah, rewatching the scene, and just the puppets and the humans are cheering on Decapitron, and only Decapitron's doing anything. So, that's basically the end of four. <laughs> what? Yeah, it just ends. Who, who is... I've been thinking about this for two days. Who's the MVP of this movie? <laughs> I was thinking about it too. I don't have one. I don't know. Like, like clearly I, Decapitron is what the movie wants the MVP to be. Yeah. But I think the MVP is Pinhead. Why Pinhead? Why Pinhead? Uh, Because... We got the really good gif of him scratching his head. And we got the gif of him pumping his arm, which I think. Yeah. That's that's in there. If you want to. Oh, he does that twice, actually. Yeah, he does that twice. And the second time, I think, is a little bit better. Yeah, the second time is a little bit better. He pumps his fist for, for Decapitron. He loves it. I'm going to go with Tunneler because of that cool puppet kill, and this might be the only time I can give it to Tunneler, so might as well give it to him. Um, you know, yeah. I, think he just, I, yeah, I think he's he's finally earned it. You know, he's got that cool gun arm. In. He does the gun arm scene. He's, he's highly involved with the Decapitron process. Like, he's behind a console like moving stuff he's he gets yeah he has like a little puppet sized science console that he's doing stuff at you know pinhead does the pinhead does climb on the roof uh but that's kind of all pinhead really does (laughs) yeah and then tunneler has the kill 
I, I, it's probably got to be Tunneler, but none of the puppets really do very much in the film. <laughs> so it's. Yeah, it's a shame. Like, Blade gets his ass beat. Yeah. He's important to the story. He's, <laughs> he's the stalwart living puppet, but. Yeah, uh, any final thoughts on four? Uh, um, five is worse. <laughs> so, Puppet Master 5, the final chapter. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's, it's well, it's the final <laughs> it's chapter not. of this thing. This arc. This arc, yeah. And the, apparently there was like five years between this and the next one. But Yeah, back by popular demand. Yeah. Oh, I've just I've just noticed a goof that isn't on the IMDB page IMDB goof page. Oh yeah. They film all of these movies on film. Right. And film is in widescreen. I think that's just the thing about film is that it is. Uh, and then right. I yeah. assume when they when they do the effects, they do it for video. Mm-hmm. In this shot that I'm posting in the Discord right now, the lightning does not reach the edge of the screen. It reaches the just beyond the 4x3 <laughs> barrier. Yeah, it's got to be. Damn. That's, <laughs> what is this, Doom? Hexen? What is this? <laughs> That's funny. That happens now when they show old TV shows now on TV reruns where, like, you see extras or, like, yeah. the guy holding the boom. <laughs> yeah. It's great. The, this kind of answers one of my questions about these full moon movies is, like, obviously they're made for video, but we're watching them in widescreen. Like, I wondered if, you know, were they shot in widescreen and they cropped them for VHS or... Are they cropping the four three down vertically <laughs> to be widescreen? So, I guess this is the preferable option. Is <laughs> maybe the special effects? Yeah, I remember reading that just at least the first the two were shot on thirty five millimeter. So, because the first one was meant for theaters. Yeah, it it does say in the. In the trivia in one of these movies, it says that it was the last film edited in 35 millimeter by a specific person. Okay. Oh, and, and as I said, that four and five oh, yeah. were meant to be a theatrical movie. They would have shot it widescreen. So. This was the last film director Jeff Burr edited on 35 millimeter film. That's what it says about Puppet Master 4. Just gave there up. There you have it. Who knows about three then? So this, so yeah, so I guess five is the same director. I kind of wondered. <laughs> there's, there's even though even if they were intended to be the same movie theatrically, like there is just sort of like a big difference, a a jump in quality and tone. <laughs> it's weird, but. This movie opens with 
does it open with the flashback or does it open with uh yeah it's the big long flashback and then yeah. rick in jail yeah for, for it, a holding area rather like 10 minutes of recap of four and we you know we watch these back to back so it's like we know it's but, it it does set up the the thing he is in a police station with a a big silly sign that says police on it just like at the street level right (laughs) and the detective comes in and is like so one more time tell us what happened that's when he starts to go through the right okay so yeah so i see i see in my notes there is something before the recap but it uh, the detective is like, here's the only piece of evidence we got. And it's like blade in a plastic bag. And he's like, this guy sure ain't no GI Joe sort of queer. If you ask me <laughs> yeah. so. and my name on, on discord now is fucking queer GI Joe. Uh, they do the cool. recap and he's in jail because they think he killed the two scientist from the first movie is can like right. do they think he killed cameron too is there any do they even mention they don't cameron? mention cameron at all <laughs> okay. no, like that him. would be the one i nail him on right, right. <laughs> like it's kind of a stretch for the cops to just say oh he, this guy knows about ai so he probably killed him with robots but uh, a lot of this movie a lot of the first part of this movie takes place in a set that is a lot like <laughs> if you've ever seen and who hasn't the TV show TNT starring Mr. T uh, there's a particular police station hallway where people who are like on bail are hanging out and like a lot of scenes in TNT take place in that bail hallway and it's very similar <laughs> to this movie there's like a payphone and there's like a bench that a hardened criminal can sit on in the background and look cool. The very generic police station set up. Yeah. Bad movie. Bad movie. <laughs> yes. Just <laughs> we gotta, can't. I've got to be clear on this. Bad movie. It's the first one to make me lose attention out of the whole series. Like I debated. Wanting to check my email or play solitaire or something. I did it. I held off. I was like, yeah. this is losing me. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I am the, I, I am usually one who really enjoys dog shit. Like, I don't know. I just enjoy dog shit, I guess. And you like Cloud Atlas or whatever. <laughs> I love Cloud Atlas. I love Jupiter. Jupiter Ascending. Ascending. Right. That's, that's what I meant. <laughs> Their Jupiter Ascending is fucking stellar. We're gonna do an episode on it. If I have any say in, if I have any power in the world, we're gonna do an episode on. But Puppet Master, this movie was was kind of boring. (laughs) Yeah i I went to the bathroom a few times. I don't know. (laughs) I didn't care that. And you missed nothing. Yeah, Uh, I got the. Here I've got the hallway that you. Thank mentioned. you. While while we're in jail, while jail is happening. Oh, you captured another Jeff. Yeah, that's this. That's the second fist bump. Yeah, fist here's bump. here's the hallway. 
there's this cool looks like Vinnie Jones back there. So he's also already wearing a some sort of prison uniform. Right. Yeah, he, he hasn't according to his lawyer, he hasn't been charged, but he's wearing a prison orange. Yeah, very strange. He's yeah, he's in the pol- it's not prison. <laughs> it's just the police station. <laughs> and he's in prison orange. Um right. while Rick is here in jail getting detained, Sutak is like I am making my ultimate creation. It will be me and a puppet. I will go and a puppet to do my bidding. And it's it's just a totem, but they put like a, a sequined Greg the Hammer Valentine cape on him. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, like any hope we had for a suit, a puppet sized Sutek, kind of crushed. Uh, yeah. So there's there's just one super super totem in this movie wearing a cape and it's it's kind of lame. Also, you mentioned the officer, the like security officer in four, who brings the box that was delivered to like the building to the scientist woman. Was uh-huh. he named Tyrell as well? Because I'm looking at Puppet Master Five and the police sergeant is sergeant Tyrell. that's what i was talking about i was i jumped okay. ahead there okay. sorry no that's fine. i unrelated i just thought it would have been really funny if You're I right. that choice. um but i have greg the hammer valentine on the on the stream um the next thing i have is rick has a dream about his oh, girlfriend's yeah being sexually killed in a bathtub by all the puppets. <laughs> oh, she fucking loves it, dude. I have a picture for you if you need it. Is it too explicit? Do I want to put this on stream? I th- I think that's fine. <laughs> you can't see below the <laughs> right. below the waterline. So Tunneler is like very slowly drilling her head and then the Pinhead is also squeezing her head and then I think they zoom around and like Blade and Jester are involved too somehow, and she's just like, "Hey, Rick, this is really good." <laughs> the only cool moment of the movie, right? That's yeah, <laughs> probably. And I thought we'd get more weird shit like that, and we don't. Unfortunately. Oh yeah, she's got little bath toys, like a little. Diver man, wind up yeah. diver man that that swims around, and a little shark. Does she? That's cool. I don't remember. That. Yeah, <laughs> the top of the scene right now. Um, we also forgot to mention um, that the CEO of the company that Rick works for, yeah, bailed him out of out of jail. I, yeah, I wasn't sure if that if this dream happened before he got out of jail or after, but. Yeah, no, it's a little bit after. It's, Rick, it happens when he like is starting to have sex with Susie right after getting out of jail. Oh yeah, yeah. And then falls asleep because yeah. he's very tired. Right. They're a lot hotter and heavier in this movie, Rick and Susie. <laughs> like they just yeah, they, are. they were very chaste in four, and in this they they they, they did kiss once sex. in four. Yeah, they did kiss once in four, but in this one, yeah, it's strange. And also, it appears that. Jester and Blade don't appear in the in the dream. It's just best friends and possibly boyfriends pinhead. 
Oh no. Shipping is getting happening. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, you're saying the, who is, again, this is the whole thing with the companies doesn't make any sense. Cause like one of the cops interrogating is like, this kid works for the Omega project or something, which was like not a company, but just the project in right. the first movie. And then like someone, uh, this, the guy who comes and bails him out is this British, you know, slick back hair, weasley guy, not Sam Neill, not, <laughs> I thought he Definitely sounded like, I thought that he sounded like Sam Neill, like in possession or something. Like if Sam Neill's not putting on an American accent, that was, that was my thing. I was a little high. <laughs> um, not Sam Neill, not Dennis Quaid, not Dennis, Quaid. not the other, not Randy Quaid, no Quaid, just a normal guy. He had these glasses on that looked horrible, and I thought they looked like if there was like one episode of The Office where the boss was <laughs> the boss came in with glasses, like, "Hey, look at my new glasses," and everybody was like just looking at the camera because they're shitty. Yeah, <laughs> like that. Very sitcommy. Yeah, very sitcommy glasses, but not played for a joke. Um, and he just like he wanted to help Rick out because he also wants his research for evil. Well, he wants to make a lot of money. Yeah, so the smart kid can get him there. Yeah, but he is evil because he hires. Uh, three villains <laughs> to to break into the Bodega Bay and steal the puppets, which Rick told him about. Um. Oh, and there's a cameo by Clue Gallagher, who was in Return of the Living Dead and other movies. Oh yeah, like he was the actual CEO, right? Like he was the high high up, yes, wasn't he? He was. And, and his cameo in the film took 10 takes to complete. Director Jeff Burr has professed <laughs> that this may have dissuaded Clue from acting. What? Damn. He's a long-time actor. Fuck this. I'm sick of this. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's this weird kind of like low shot in an elevator of Clue being like, oh, you, I don't know, give me the money, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> we got no. It doesn't sound like that. <laughs> do, do what you gotta do. Do what you gotta do. That was probably one of the takes they threw out. Uh, so nothing really like happens. The man with stupid glasses also. I've got Discord. Oh, thank you. Yes. As well as Clue and whoever this other. I guess is. he looks a little like Sam Neill. A little. A little. <laughs> the, gla the glasses are like ill-fitting. Um, and feminine. <laughs> it's just odd. It's very His distracting. His name is Ian O'Gilvy. The character or the actor? The the actor. He was apparently in Death Becomes Her and Weather Nights. There's Clue I Gallagher on the left. Are they wearing, what, cat-eye glasses? Yeah. Anyone know? They're, yeah. I don't know what they're called, but they, they do evoke... Uh, you know, Catwoman 66. Sort of. Yeah. 
so the I don't know. I don't know what this <laughs> the thieves are they're lurking around. The, here's here's the next note I have. Pinhead Popeye spinach, jester meat hammer, achy breaky ass. <laughs> right. Well, before that even too is a uh, blade running around like Gizmo in the little bag and just Oh yeah. Being dumb. He he run he escapes the police department evidence locker. Yeah. And is running around the police station, hides in a bag. But we can continue on with the CEO weirdness. I, I'd like to say it doesn't make sense the kid Rick was being very cooperative with yeah. this guy, and yet he still wants to break in and go behind his back for some reason. Just for, I guess, just a hundred percent of the cut, you know, like any <laughs> any that or just to set up characters that, like, this is. I, yeah. I feel like the only actual reason is just a set of characters that can be killed in the movie. I get that, and yeah. I'm usually not a person that's like, oh my god, plot hole or whatever. But it just really does not make. Like you yeah. could have, the easier way to do it is just have the kid have Rick be like, "No, I'm not going to help you." Yeah, right. There was there was no point where Rick was like, "No, I'm doing it myself." Right. He just he told him everything, and he was gonna right. he was gonna everything. go along. With That's a good point. But so he's got the thieves, the the CEO dork guy. One of them looks like uh, Lou Albano, and he he's looking for the puppets. They split up the three thieves and the CEO and he's like cornered pinhead in the kitchen or something. So pinheads hanging out by a, a big, <laughs> a big tin of Popeye spinach. Yeah. And then Jester comes out from like lower on the shelf. Um, with a meat hammer, hits, a meat tenderizer. Hits him right in the nuts. Hits him in the junk, and he's out of the movie for the next hour. <laughs> for, they don't kill him. They just, like, hit him in the nuts and knock him out and, like, put him in a room. <laughs> right. But um, at some at some point in this exchange, the Lou Albano guy says to Pinhead, like, I'm, I'm going to get your achy, breaky ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something. I don't remember why. I don't know if he had he hit him at that point. Maybe. Maybe. Trying to find it. I think he just says it for some reason. I think. No, he did hit him. He had hit him. Okay. Yeah, Pinhead. He calls Pinhead an ugly piece of shit, and then Pinhead just fucking decks him across the jaw. <laughs> Cracked my jaw, you little bastard! Right. Uh, at some point. Torch just shows up. Yeah. Like, they're just... He's not introduced in any scene. It's just... He's there. He's there, and Rick acts like he knows him. He's there, and right. Rick knows him. It's like, hey, Torch! But, like, one of the thieves is killed by the super totem, right? And then... Right. Yes. And they do a very cool thing in that where the... The guy has a flashlight, and it's a dark room. Oh yeah! And he gets killed. He like starts getting fucked up, and blood splatters on the lens of the flashlight. So then the lighting in the room becomes red during the kill, and it's very cool. It's it's acceptable, you know. 
It's <laughs> it's like minimum it's cool. for a horror movie. It's fine. And then we see the the new effect for sucking the soul. Yeah, it's like a green outline rather posted than posted in the Discord. Rather yeah. than a sort of blue sucking ghosts effect. Um, and then how does the Ivan Raimi guy die? The guy who's like bootleg Ivan Raimi. <laughs> I don't remember. Is bootleg Ivan Raimi the one that's the tall one. Rivers Cuomo? Yes. A mix of Anthony Kiedis and Rivers Cuomo? <laughs> yes. I'm trying to look. Uh, that happens like quite a bit later. I think. Oh, here's here's a a shot of all three thieves. I know. I feel like his death was fairly quick compared to the others. The one is so drawn out, where he gets hit and then comes back. Yeah, Lou Albano. Yeah, <laughs> he he fights the puppets and then like he wakes up and he's killed by the totem, right? Right. right. I'm like that. Maybe they all get killed by the totem. Yeah, he's getting for... killed by the totem. Okay. Because the it's... puppets are good. The puppets yeah. are good now. Well, they're good, but at some point the CEO, you know, runs into Torch after I think after all the other guys are dead, and Torch is there. He's like, "What? What are you doing? I, I never did anything to you." Which is one of the. One of the Steam achievements for yeah. the game is like be killed by Torch while waiting for the <laughs> elevator or something. But Torch just burns him to death. Uh, just, I guess, because the puppets have realized that he's greedy and bad. And he'd hired I these guys so. and got them killed by the totem. I don't know. Are we um, talking about. He, like. He's like in the ele- like. It was a little bit later in the movie that we're talking about the executive guy getting yeah. killed, right? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I got a little distracted watching the movie. Um, Why would you? It's horrible. <laughs> get screenshots for the for the people on YouTube and Discord or on stream. Um, he like. Rick is like telling him, "No, we can't take any of the puppets. None of them. If the." the secret if you're trying to get the secret then he's gonna kill you it's gonna come after you oh yeah so then finally he's like all right fine i won't and he gets into the elevator with them and then as the elevator's going down he like punches both of them in the face right to like steal whatever it is rick's holding and i think that is why torture right yeah 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 i forgot about that yeah they they don't want to take the the puppet secret because that will draw sutex ire Right. Um, this is <laughs> there's the the MS DOS Life Force Rick situation, um, yeah. and this is definitely a psychic woman this time. Yeah, he's communicating. The he's com- the psychic woman is in the hospital, but he's communicating with her through the MS DOS while she's in the coma or something there's so many scenes throughout this movie of her like sitting up straight in bed and screaming yeah like when sutek is summoning the puppet or the totem of himself into the real world 
she sits up and screams and then later when someone dies she sits up and screams and then during the fucking life force rick shit she sits up and screams and then she just keeps falling back into a coma again <laughs> it's very strange so very bad the only there's only really one puppet action scene right and it's when decapitron shoots sutek is that right or is there like another fight i don't really remember I uh, know I have written down demon jumping during rematch with Blade. Don't remember that. They fight again. <laughs> Do they fight? The only thing I really remember is the scene where the Sutek puppet is like, "You are, you are stupid. I will destroy you." And then Decapitron blasts him with lightning, and like he, the puppet, the Sutek puppet just gets like yanked away. It <laughs> really comical fashion and like slams up against the wall um so you mentioned earlier you were a little high as as the night went on i was getting blasted so i don't remember the last half of this movie i'm just scrubbing through it's just like bad (laughs) i don't remember i I posted decapitron becomes the ceo guy head just before they kill him Oh yeah. right, yeah. Decapitron, I don't remember that happening. Decapitron exhibits a new power, which is to like pretend he can change his head to anyone. Right. Yeah, I do remember that. Just for some sort of like dramatic irony, I guess. <laughs> to show him. So Blade and Pinhead fight the lead totem puppet, and then he like jumps up really high into the air, and there's this cool zoom out part. Does he cling onto the ceiling? Think so. He just like I zips kinda, out of there. He's gone. Yeah, I kind of remember that. I don't know. It was one of these shots interesting of like, this It's just, I don't like. It's just not as good as four. <laughs> like, there's no 3D glasses. Yeah, yeah. There's all these shots from the perspective of, of Decapitron. He sort of has see-through vision. Six-shooter, like, shoots the Sutek totem twice. Six-shooter does do something in this film, yeah. Are there... (laughs) This is... (laughs) It's embarrassing. I don't even remember. Are there non-Sutek totems? Not in five. So he's just not wearing the cape in this shot you posted. Right. Okay. He's like only wearing the cape as far as I know, like in the, when he's being created and he's also holding that little scepter. You gotta have the cape or else the comic fans would get really upset. So they just kind of threw it in there for one scene. (laughs) It's like Thor's helmet. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um... And just like a very slightly modified totem. Dave uh, Parker, who edited the trailer, has humor- humorously subtitled the movie as Hall Walkers due to a large amount of hallway scenes. That's, <laughs> that's yeah, that's a good there point. There are a lot of scenes in hallways. That's kind of every puppet master, but yeah. 
Maybe it's they made it so, so bad it really would be the final chapter. And they're like, I don't want to make it anymore. Let's just make a really bad one. Surely not. I don't, like, four, four ends, and it doesn't, it's not, like, super satisfying, right? Because the, the thread right. is not. It just ends. It, the thread is not resolved. Sutek is still out there. But, like, this is not great. <laughs> like. This is not what you wanted. So it's it's very weird that they had intended this for to be just one single film. Because the second... <laughs> like, imagine... Yeah, just, you know... Yeah, go see Puppet Master 4, but maybe walk out in the second half. <laughs> like, it's, it's that sh- stark. It's that stark a difference in quality. It's just bizarre. Yeah. I just want to go over the ending real quick. Cause okay, like, please. We haven't really talked about this. I don't know. This Sutek puppet is like fighting all the other puppets and like winning at first, but then slowly starts losing. And then he makes a portal for him to escape. Yeah. Because like we only mentioned it once in regards to Puppet Master 4, but if your totem dies in the real world, you die in fake world. Right. <laughs> in Sutek dimension. Yeah. So Sutek wanted to get his his totem out of there so that he didn't die. So he like starts making a portal. It looks really fucking bad. Um, and then just like a green decapitron, yeah, composite. And then decapitron is just shooting the portal with uh, with the lightning so that he can't escape. Yeah, he blows up and then. Right, and it, it like causes a huge explosion, but the way that we see the explosion is like an exterior shot of the front door of the hotel, and the windows in the door just get really bright blue, and then we're like on to the next scene where Susie, the girlfriend, is like jogging in the most 90s sports bra I've seen in my life, and she like oh, comes yeah. home, she comes home to Rick, who's working on the Capitron and like Pinhead and Blade are just standing there and they're talking and then the Capitron I guess they managed to activate the Capitron and then Tulan Head is like you're the puppet master now and I am with you and then the movie ends yeah there's there's many instances where the Tulan Head comes on and says I am with you puppet master it's kind of like his catchphrase. <laughs> I think you're forgetting one little thing, Slushy. What's that? The girlfriend's like, Pinhead, don't watch me shower. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Has he done that? What is happening? A little pervert. <laughs> I did forget that. You're right. Don't call out Pinhead like that. Oh. Um, the last note I have is, I think this was a line from Rick, is he was talking about the puppets, but the line is their fuel acts as a conduit for raw electric, raw electricity, allowing autonomous parameters, which I think he's like talking about. He's like know, recording his, those are like his research notes. Yeah. It's like, why, why are the puppets good for project Omega? And like, why, why do we need to use the puppets? formula for AI or whatever the fuck I'm doing. It's just like this nonsense. 
So, uh, very you know, strange. bad movie. Bad movie. Not the worst. There's worse movies, but oh yeah, uh, for sure, for sure. But it's the worst puppet master that we've seen so far. Yes. Is it going to go downhill? <laughs> Stay tuned. Well, six is going to suck, and then seven's going to be the sleeper. That was your. Which one is seven again? Is, is seven is retro. retro. It's going to be really bad. Six is Curse of Puppet Master. Seven's retro, and then I I think there's another flashback trilogy. Back Ugh. to World War Two. <laughs> I think this is your idea, right? This is my idea. Watching all the puppet masters. It was. Mm, it definitely was. So. I don't think so. I think yeah. someone had a dream about this. <laughs> I do want to reevaluate that. Uh, I, I said that four might be my second favorite. Yeah. And after, or like four is tied with three. Is what I said. You're tied with two. Uh, sure. Whatever. I I think after talking about this and looking through scenes and stuff again, I think maybe maybe four and five are the two bottom. And it goes yeah. like three, two, one, four, five for me. I like four a lot. I think it's fun and it's just like a stupid fantasy puppets movie. <laughs> I. I don't know. I had a lot of fun watching it. So, I will it will it hold before, up to repeats? Who knows? But not Ooh. five. Yeah. <laughs> like five was just not enjoyable. Like five, five was five was like not on the level of like what's what's the fucking Hellraiser in space? <laughs> like it wasn't like that bad, but right. Like it almost <laughs> it was almost as bad as that. Are the Hellraiser movies good? Some of them. First couple. Uh, I haven't seen any of those either. I don't know. I, I feel like after two, they're bad. Right. Have either of you seen the most recent one from like last year? Uh, have no, I have no. not. The last one I saw is the one in space. <laughs> you can only fool me so many times. Right. Which we'll see with Puppet Master. Yeah. <laughs> We we may be foolable up to fifteen times. I bloodline is what I'm talking about. Hellraiser bloodline. I kind of hope they make a sixteenth puppet master in the course of us doing these first fifteen films. It'll be exciting <laughs> because if, if if we're if we're writing seventeen, they need to make a sixteen, right? <laughs> well, the, I assume that, that's in development. That follows, yeah. Um, but could uh, be released any day now. It's dropped on Tubi. Yeah. Fucking imagine if, in the course of us doing this episode, it comes out. Hey, could happen. Maybe that's why all those rights are getting renegotiated. They're maybe working on some new releases. Like, I guess Full Moon has their own streaming service, they which do? is like, yeah, it's like six ninety nine a month or something. <laughs> And it's just Why? all their movies. On Tubi. Yeah, I mean that's my worry was that everything was leaving Tubi because they're gonna keep oh, it like yeah. the Kaiser. Six ninety nine a month or fifty nine ninety nine a year. Um. Does anyone still have that 
thing on their desktop of the <laughs> the mystery box uh, offer. Oh, no, it's way up in the Discord. Okay. There was, as as I was reading the comics, I noticed that Full Moon offers a, what is it? Is that 60 a year, too? It's like, for some it. amount of money, you can get a, a mystery box from Full Moon that has random DVDs in it, like, six times a year. <laughs> Just, like, okay, seems like a pretty bad deal, you know, like. We just here's here's we some stuff deal. that we couldn't sell <laughs> for that you can have. Really bad deal. Yeah, I guess it doesn't say the price on it. Could be anything. They did announce they announced the sixteenth movie last month. Oh, there we go. What's it called? March twenty twenty three, a third spin off centered around Leech Woman was announced with oh, puppet wow. master Furnace Leech Woman. Furn- That's the name of it. Furnace Leech Woman? <laughs> yeah. We're all just oh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, here's what they have as the poster in quotes on IMDb. It's fucking terrible. Um, Holy so this shit. is this is a film, right? This is not a piece of merchandise. Yes, this is, this a, film? is a film. This is this is the sixteenth Puppet Master movie. Okay. Well, like apparently okay. the last two have been <laughs> spin-offs. Yeah. 2020 had I know Brady I know the Iron most cross. Yeah. 2022 was Puppet Master Dr. Death, which is about Dr. Death from Retro Puppets. We haven't met Dr. Death yet in this journey, but next episode we will all meet Dr. Furnace Leech Woman. All right. Huh. That's, you know, Maybe maybe the next one could be uh, fire extinguished torch. <laughs> yeah, S- smashed with lantern. Hey, maybe it's pinhead. the way Leech Woman comes back after. Yeah, they three they decades. got it. They have to explain it. She's missing. I I guess the uh, the Wikipedia page for Puppet Master has a section about watching the puppet master movies in chronological order yeah i've seen that (laughs) there's there's all these corrections about what year they actually must take place (laughs) like (laughs) like in spite of what it says on the screen uh yeah i don't know i don't know what we're gonna well we're gonna watch curse of puppet master next for the purposes of this but i the next episode of remove film from tray i think we're going to count down our our top 10 movies individually i'm excited for that and discuss i don't know if we want to i don't know if we want to be surprised i mean mine's public (laughs) and it's counts literally gone over it on stream but (laughs) we have yes um the count stream isn't canonical to the podcast so that's true yeah, we got it. We'll have to do it on stream. I'm, I mean, I won't over-explain anything yet, so I'll wait to the actual episode to get into it. Do we maybe want to tease it and like do our number ten right now, or or do we just nah? We just uh, nah, no. just wait. Okay. Because I'd have to explain everything. 
how right. I'm ranking them. I don't feel like getting into that. Uh, it's, uh, well, is there any is there any other notes or uh, Puppet Master Five? Pretty bad. Yeah. Makes me worry yeah. about the future of the series. <laughs> you know, there's 15 of them. We could do. We did the first five. We could take a break and then do the next five. Count looking for an nope. out. Who knows no, what'll happen? No, no, no. We're gonna do it. We're gonna show Captain Raz. <laughs> I mean, I'm interested to see Curse at least because I, I, I just like what you know. What are they doing after the break? Has, I want to see how bad retro is. Has Full Moon's production value gone up or down in the five years <laughs> between the movies? Yeah, it I, claims I, to be horror, and the poster looks like it's horror. So who knows? Are the puppets good or bad? I don't know. I looked at I looked at the Wikipedia for Curse, and it's one th- very odd thing it said was that. The the film is mostly a rehash of the 1977 film. I don't know that one. It's apparently about a guy getting injections that turn him into a snake. Cool. Okay. So I have like, no fucking it. idea. <laughs> like strange yeah, thing so to rehash. Yeah, he he must. Is Curse of the Puppet Master like the first like de facto reboot? I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know how much it's a reboot. I have no how much idea. It's a you know just sort of sloppy continuation. Okay. I'm looking at the poster for it. Jester looks kind of weird. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. And that'll be probably a couple weeks out. We're gonna keep watching movies, and gonna keep hanging out i don't know <laughs> yeah definitely keep reviewing movies if they're puppet master or otherwise and next week we'll talk about our top 10 stay tuned for all of that slushy any words yeah. um i don't know i'm looking at the matt gala poster or uh, pictures because imdb is intent on me looking at them there were many cat people there is maybe anyone- that's why was anyone dressed as uh, Leech Woman <laughs> or anything? No, but Little Nas X looks really fucked up in it, which like I'm here for. And I guess Pedro Pascal was wearing boy shorts. Okay, I don't know. I don't really know what the Met Gala is personally. It's, it's just it's where rich people go somewhere and dress like fucking idiots because rich people. Is it associated with a film thing, or is it just for fun? I don't know. I think it's just for rich people to be able to spend a lot of money on stupid costumes. Well, I just know that the X-Men do it now. God bless them, you know? More power to them. Someone, someone once there in a hyper-realistic cat pursuit. But I guess that's it for this episode. Right. So, uh, Thank you for watching, everyone, for listening. <laughs> we'll see. You know, we may not, we may not feasibly be able to continue watching these films, but we'll do our best. So we're gonna do it. <laughs> it's gonna happen. I'm gonna say it right now. 
no ifs, ands, or buts. We are going to watch all 16 or, Puppet Master films. After top 10, we can bring in Cyraptor for Prehysteria, directed by Charles Band's Nazi-scaping father. Stay tuned. Who knows? Count trying to get out of watching the next Puppet Master film <laughs> for as long as possible. <laughs> Look at there. Can't escape them. There's going to be 54 of them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, good point. Will we live long enough to see all of them? Who knows? Who knows? Kind of hope not. 